0: I'm going to begin again with Matthew chapter 7, verse 19 through 20. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, by their fruit, you will recognize them. This morning as we come together, how do you know that you're spiritually healthy? We need a spiritual exam in order to find out exactly. We're just like a doctor. We need a checkup. We put ourselves on autopilot a lot of times. And our fruit is what will be judged by. Now the context of Matthew chapter 7 is he was first of all talking about false prophets and how you would know them. But he goes on at the very end of that that chapter and he talks about how that those in in the end times would say, um, Lord, Lord, didn't we do all these things? And he'll say, Remove yourself from me because I didn't know you. So he's, he, he, remo- he goes from talking about false prophets then to, to moving into a place of talking about us as Christians and whether we are truly in him or not. John chapter 15, verse 1 says, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts down, cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. Fruit is not achieved by working, but fruit is birthed in abiding. See, many times we think about fruit as a dessert. Grapes, figs, apples, oranges. But in the New Testament... The, the idea of fruit was the result or the outcome. It was the accomplishment of what our life looked like. In fact, the word, in the Greek word, karpos, is the word we get the root fruit from. And it carries with it the idea of, of actions, deeds, results. Figuratively, it means everything that's done in partnership with Christ. So I, op, I want some observations just as we begin to talk about with fruit today. I will offer you, first of all, these observations about fruit fruit is the evidence of the spirit in you. It is not tongues. It is not all these other things. It is the fruit is the evidence of the spirit of God working in you today. Some a lot of us like to say, well, it's the, the Bible talks about the indwelling of the spirit. that's the, the outward manifestation of that is speaking in tongues. But I will offer you this, that those who truly have the spirit of God residing in them, it is not tongues. It is going to be the fruit of God in their life. The next thing, the fruit of the Spirit is the mark of true Christianity. The Bible says that by your fruit, you will know them. Number th- three is this. Fruit is fragile. Free, fruit reproduces. Fruit is attractive. It nourishes. But bad fruit can spoil and bad fruit can even spoil good fruit. Have you ever had that happen? If in your bowl at home, if you have a bad apple in there, all of a sudden it begins to, it begins to burn. And the Bible talks about that in Corinthians. He says, bad company corrupts good character. So we need to make sure that, that if there's bad fruit, if we, even in the church, we, we need to judge people by their fruit. Are they truly in Christ or are they not? And you know what? If they're bad fruit, then we need to remove ourselves and pull it and say, you know what? I don't want that. I don't want to be spoiled Like you are. The Bible talks about an encounter with the king will bring change. Fruit is displayed in our changed lives. Fruit will always be displayed in in transformation. An encounter with God will always bring change, whether it's good or bad. God's presence forces change. See, I want you to think about this. Did you ever, you know, in the Old Testament, we never really heard anything about um, demons or anything like that. But when Jesus comes on the scene, all of a sudden, the demonic, all of a sudden, they express themselves. Now, you can see a little bit glimpses in the Old Testament with Saul and stuff like that. But you don't see it to the degree until the presence of God comes into the atmosphere. And there's a change in the dimension of what's going on around. And when Jesus steps onto the scene, all of a sudden, the enemy is rattled. I will offer you the same thing this morning. When the presence of God resides within us, when the true presence of God, when the power of God is working in your life, it will anger the enemy that's around us. An encounter with God will always force some kind of change. Charles Spurgeon says it like this, grace that does not change my life will not save my soul. See, Christian character is produced in when we live in connection with, walk in cooperation with the Spirit of God. This is not a simple moral discipline. It's not a law of do's and don'ts. It's it's an abiding in the Spirit of God, walking with the cadence of heaven. Galatians chapter 5, 25 says, if we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. See, when we truly become His... When we understand that we've been bought with the price, that we are not our own, we walk committed and submitted, we become fully surrendered, our hurts, our fears, our character flaws, then, then it's in that place, he can only work on that which he possesses. See, I want you to understand this morning, if the Holy Spirit does not own you, he cannot work on you. I can't go over and work on your car in the sense of of changing everything about it unless I own it. If it's mine, then I can. That's what God says. When the Holy Spirit owns you, He can do a lot of work in your life. But the problem is that it's not a matter. A lot of times, it's not a matter of ownership. We want the benefits, but we don't want the we don't want the responsibility. We don't want the we don't want the we want the benefits, but without the ownership. See, we become his responsibility when we fully surrender to him. A willingness to model Christ's character is more vital than our willingness to preach it. It is interesting today that Christian preaching and teaching maintains that God is offering divine grace as an alternative to keeping his commandments. And the predictability is this. The result is churches that are spiritually bankrupt. See, you were called in the Bible, you were called the bride of Christ. You were called the temple of the Holy Spirit, the body of Christ. You were called the salt of the earth. You were called the light of the world. We are the vehicle for the end time revival. First Timothy 4, 8 says, for physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things. Holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. See, today we profess without Producing. Because it's a matter of submitting and committing. Galatians chapter 5 verse 22. It talks about these fruits of the spirit. But I want you to understand. It is the Greek word there is a singular. So what he's saying is he's talking about a cluster of fruit. Which is produced in the life by the Holy Spirit. In cooperation with the spirit of God working in us. See, we want to make excuses for ourselves. I'm just that way. I was born that way. I was raised that way. You don't understand. See, I had one man that told me one time, he, he actually turned his abrasive personality, he actually told me, he says, it's a gift from God. See, because now it makes me a confronter. I can actually step out into places where other people can't. I want to offer you this morning that God, your abrasive personality is not a gift from God. Maybe it's a generational thing. My dad, my grandpa, my mom. It's a family tradition. This is just the way we are. One husband and wife I counseled. The wife would complain about how violently angry her husband would get. But she didn't see that her abrasive, know-it-all attitude toward him would back him into the corner until the point where he had no choice but to lash out. See, if we look at ourselves and we compare, we go, well, I'm not, I'm not that bad. Look, I don't have any of these overt sins. I don't look at pornography. I don't sleep around. I'm not getting drunk. We begin to feel good about ourselves and think that we're okay. But the Bible talks about the fruit of the Spirit actually being the mark of where we are in Christ. My character deficit does not hinge on how I'm treated. Doesn't matter who and what they say to me, I still am, am, am required to let the Spirit of God produce that fruit within me. I am the one responsible for my attitude and my response. Some of our character v- deficits, or I call them defects, that know it all, talks too much, poor listener, easily angered, roller coaster emotionally, always wanting to give our, our opinion, naturally grumpy or mean. Those are things that God wants to remove in our life. Because I want you to understand, I remember this from Bible school. My theology teacher, he said this one time. He said, God has composure. He acts, he doesn't react. See, and that's where I want to put myself in that position. Where I don't have to act, I just, I don't have to react to circumstances. I just act, because this is what God wants me to do. A teachable spirit... Is what God looks for. I have seen women that have my wife has, have, has discipled over the years. And they'll get to this place where they think they've arrived. And I remember one woman she said she told my wife she says speak into my life. If you see something in my character show me it may hurt. I may not like it but speak into me. Don't let your insecurity this morning keep you from being teachable. Scott preached a, a couple of weeks back at, at Ignite, and he talked about that. Sometimes when those roots are being pulled out, something that, that's a character issue, when those things begin to come out of us, there's usually a little blood because they go deep. Their roots are, are, are stuck in us. And a lot of times we don't, want, we don't want pain. We would rather just say, you know what, I'll just, I'll let, that just let's let that go. But God says, listen, I want to change you from the inside out. I want my DNA, the fruit of the Spirit, working in your life. A teachable spirit is what God looks for. Look at Proverbs fifteen twelve. Mockers resent correction, so they avoid the wise. If you... Proverbs 15.31, if you listen to constructive criticism, you will be a home among the wise. 15.32, those who disregard discipline despise themselves, but the one who heeds correction gains understandings. Psalms 25.4, show me your ways, Lord. Teach me your path. Guide me in your truth and teach me. For you are my God and my Savior, and my hope is in you all day long. Second Timothy, Paul said this to, to Timothy, but as for you, continue in what you have learned and have become convinced of because you know that those from whom you have learned it. The word they're convinced of is actually the word that we get, the word faith, pistos. And it actually, he's saying it's more than just, it's more than just uh, a head knowledge. It's gained by an experience a reflection where we come to realize what God wants to do in our lives i become convinced of this john 15:6 says if you do not remain in me you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers some branches are picked up thrown into the fire and burned verse 8 this is my father's glory that you bear much fruit showing yourselves to be my disciples Verse 16 of that same chapter, you did not choose me, but I chose you, and I appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. The key is the word abiding. In the Greek, the word uh, is mino, and it means remain in, not depart from, to, to, to live in, to, to, to not leave, it be present with, to be a part of, abiding in him, remaining in him. Psalms 63, 8 says it like this, I cling to you, your right hand upholds me. It's the same word that's used there when he says, I cling to you. It's the same word that's used in in Genesis where he says, where a man will leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife. That's the same word. That's how God wants us. That's how close he wants us. He wants us so adhered to him that we become like him. See, proximity to God changes you. I talked about that from the very beginning. The presence of God will change you either for the better or for the, good or for the worse. See, some of us, we will reject it. We'll, be put, we'll actually push back. I don't want that. It's painful. For others, the Bible, it talks about how God will change us and transform us from the inside out. Renewing our mind. Captivating our thoughts. Our imaginations removed. Christ wants, you to, Christ wants to come in and do a remodel. See, your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. See, when he comes into our, our, our being, what does he see? Does he see a shabby home that looks like 60s and 70s shag rugs? Because, see, what happens is we've hung on to some of those religious things. God comes in, he says, hey, listen, this green shag carpet has to go. He wants to get rid of that which is stale and remodel. He wants to make your, uh, uh, your character a rec- replica of himself. See, the fruit of the Spirit is God's DNA in us. He has given us an infusion of his Spirit. It enables us, empowers us, enriches us. We develop the fruit of God's character. Peter says this in 2 Peter 1.3, he says, His divine power has given us everything we need for godly life. Ezekiel said it like this in 36, 26. He says, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you a heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit in, in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. Fruit doesn't mean a tree with pretty leaves. See, a lot of us It represents that that religiosity that we put on. But we don't produce any fruit. We look good on the outside because they see our leaves and they say, oh, look at that. But sometimes what we need is that, that full makeover. Because what happens is this tree dies. And then those branches are cut off. Jeremiah 17, 8 says, They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots into the stream. But it it does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It makes no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. See, water represents the Holy Spirit. Those who have been planted, those who have planted themselves next to, abided in, rooted in, cling to, they will be the ones that produce fruit. Yes, there's seasons of God. And some of us we are only producing little baby oranges right now. But that doesn't mean it's it's any less fruit. Don't despise those around you because their fruit doesn't look like yours. Don't despise those because maybe their apples are still just getting they're just still growing. But the idea is that they're producing fruit. There are seasons of God. Do not operate in harshness with others because the Holy Spirit being compared to that river must flow through our lives. It affects everything around us. But I'll tell you what, when we begin to judge one another and we begin to criticize one another, we damn the current of the flow of the Holy Spirit and God wanting to produce that godly character in us. When we don't operate on... Correctly on a horizontal plane with one another, things will not flow right on the vertical plane. You want to know why your prayers, they seem to not be able to reach beyond the, 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 the roof of your house? is because we don't walk in that power that God designed it, because we have to walk in harmony with one another. Peter talks about that. If we walk in discord with our wives, our prayers are hindered, the Bible says. This pri- principle is dynamic, because when the Spirit of God is released through us, see, freely you have received freely give. But there's a log jam when we begin to look at the, the guy next to us with the little splinter in his eye and we bump into him with this log that keeps banging against him. Hey, let me get that out for you. God wants his Holy Spirit to flow through you. John 15, 16 says, you did not choose me, but I chose you and I appointed you so that you may go bear." you might go and bear fruit. Fruit that will last. That whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. See, here again, he's saying it. You wonder why your prayers aren't answered. It's all a matter of of how we live in connection with, in proximity to the Holy Spirit. Galatians 5.25 says, Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Paul concludes his admonishment to, to To the Galatians, he says, listen, if you keep in rhythm, if you keep the the proximity to God is what will empower you, which will enable you, which will produce that godly character in you. This morning, I want us to understand is this, when we get close to God, he's going to reveal things to us. It's going to be uncomfortable. As he shows us our life, that's what we did from the very beginning. I talked about examining ourselves. The process of that examination is the Holy Spirit being able to look inside and say, look, this is what it looks like in here. Yeah, Lord, I've hung on to some of these things for a long time. The green shag carpet has to go. The counters, the Formica counters have to go. We use tile now. Oh. God wants to do a new thing in you. This morning, as we close, I'm going to let this song play as it moves into it. If you just feel like you want to join in with it, I want to allow you to do that. But just uh, take a moment and let the Spirit of God just minister to you this morning. good about the God that we serve it doesn't matter what we've done he says listen all you got to do is step back in get on the path with me walk in cadence with my spirit let my DNA change you let my fruit become part of your life Lord I want you to own me God, I want you to own me this morning. That's the cry of my heart, Lord, that I would not be my own. I've been bought with the price. Lord, this morning as we leave this place, I pray, God, that you would, would show us, God, that we get on the path with you. We get in cadence with heaven. We get in cadence with you, Lord, in your spirit. We can walk this life out before you in happiness and gladness with the fruit being displayed in our lives. We thank you for it, in your name, amen.